their 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 whole thing is that they're adapting like a an existing property. Mm. So then if you suddenly ask them to come up with something like original, I don't know if they've got like uh, writers, writers for, that. for that. Yeah. Mm. But I don't know. I never That's thought about that. Into it. I, I, yeah, that I, you just gave me a real epiphany. I never thought about that. Oh, wow. <laughs> you, you just asked a bunch of house painters to go build a house. They don't know what the fuck going on. Like. <laughs> hello, 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 children of the internet. You're listening to the Neon Black Podcast, where we talk about nerd culture, philosophy, and the philosophy of nerd culture. Anything else that fits the mood. I'm your first host, Remy, first son of Van Hohenheim, and designer supreme. Now let me introduce you to our second host. Hey yo, it's E from the A, wielder of the pen and the sword, and introducer of our third host. It's your boy Kevin, aka Kevlar, aka the Hood Metal Alchemist. Ooh. Uh, and finally, and lastly, I want to pass it off to my boy. Signing on through Spectrum's Neon, it's the Cloudborn Hero, aka the most people call me Mikey. Let's turn on the lights. I guess we should start with definitions. So do y'all know? <laughs> yeah. So canon and continuity. Uh, we should all make sure we're on the same page when we talk about what those two things mean. So we're not. We don't all have to define it. We basically. I, I feel like we all have a good grasp of it. But to, uh, to see what what was cooking, uh, Mikey, what do you think canon means, or what does canon mean to you? Canon to me means whatever happens uh, in this moment is integral to the rest of the storyline. Or like it's in the same universe. It's kind of like it happened in the same timeline as what's going on in the original story. It doesn't necessarily necessarily have to match up, but it's just in that same like universe. Kind of like a Pokemon scenario. Like Ash could be over here doing his damn thing, and then Brock is over here doing his damn thing. It's still canon, but you didn't see it. But you didn't see them ha- doing it together. Continuity means to me is if you say this nigga is black, he better be black in the next thing. He better not turn white. Is that don't make no damn sense? And that's what that's what that means to me. Like it has to continue what you said before. Like if you said this was fact before, you have to keep it fact through the whole thing. Uh, anyone else? Uh, mostly the same. For me, canon is more just the original. Mm, I guess the overarching plot of a story as written by or given consent by the original author is canon. And then for me, continuity is just about uh the thread of the universe that we are dealing with so so whether that be you know superman having a mustache in this universe in this universe he should always have a mustache like like regardless and then that thread can extend to in the same universe where superman has a mustache batman doesn't wear pants and that that's just so that, <laughs> it's basically the rules of that universe or story that you're telling that's continuity so like no matter what time the 1920s of this universe when Superman had a mustache and Batman didn't have any pants. And then 200 years later where Wonder Woman was born and this, that's the continuity, the through line and the thread of a specific universe. I uh, feel that. That's kind of what I was thinking. 
terms of canon and continuity. But you got anything to add to that, Kev? Um, no, I think you guys kind of like pretty much hit the bases. Like when it comes to canon, for me, the way I kind of think of it is like a series. It's basically like intended events that the author, like of whatever story, that the author intended that changes either the universe and it, it stays as a constant change or the character. So if like a character undergoes something, um, let's say, a, uh, let's say, we'll say Naruto, for example, like Naruto learning um, the Rasengan was canon, but Naruto learning something in one of like the Naruto movies is not canon because he'll never reuse it again. He never recalls on that memory again. It's it's never used as a stepping stone um, pretty much for future events. Whereas like continuity uh, plays a role in the canon where it's like um, continuity uh, basically plays the role of, um, it's almost like the parameter for seeing if something is canon or not. Because um, something could be canon and it could happen in the past, let's say, um, uh, like Sasuke gets like a scar or something, but then uh, it, we don't see anything that's played on that again. It wouldn't be, well, actually, I guess it would be part of the continuity if like that scar is never changed. But I think the two terms basically work symbiotically together. True, true. Yeah, I can understand yeah. that. I don't even got nothing there. Because, I mean, if it's canon, it can still be continuity. Like, yeah. But I think it, it usually is. We're trying to think of a, a yeah. scenario where one thing is canon, but it's not part of the continuity of the universe. Um, actually, and... no. Um, uh, like, like uh, the My Hero movie. They're technically canon, but I don't think it has anything to do with the continuity. I mean, it might, they might bring it up later, but they don't. <sighs> I was just going to say, I feel like that's like faux canon. Like, that shit didn't really happen. Like, as much as they say that it did, until they call on it, that shit didn't happen. Which is goes into like the continuity thing about it can. If if it really is canon, then it is in the continuity. I feel like they do go hand in hand. But and it, it, like okay. it just it's just about like the proof of concept of, or not proof of concept, the proof in the pudding of it being like, well, if this thing actually happened, there should be some kind of ramification in some way, shape, or form. And like I specifically with my hero movie, the reason why I sighed so hard is spoilers for that movie. The fact that Bakugo doesn't remember using one for all that shit ain't canon yeah like like that, that that's it right there that's it that's it right there no that's it's not it. regardless of whatever they say no it's not like that's them trying to because like <laughs> if, if they don't if they don't say it's canon so many so many less people are gonna watch that so they're like let's just say it's canon get our ticket sales and we can move on that shit wasn't canon it's fine though it's fine it's fine i feel mm. you i can understand that mm. that's interesting I never actually noticed the uh, <clears throat> like the the tie, the interrelation between canon and continuity until just now. Even though my definitions for both are like the same as what y'all said, but I never really thought of like I, I didn't because you could basically just use the word continuity 
in the definition for canon and then vice versa mm-hmm. to like describe them. But they almost seem redundant. But I think I've heard it's because I've heard some people use canon as like a I don't even like like they'll say like uh, I don't know I guess in comics it can get kind of messy because there's so many different writers in, in any situation like that yeah. or, you know it's like they'll even be using like the same technically the same version of the character so then it's canon but then it's like a different continuity because they'll change yeah stuff. I think then I don't yeah. know. I feel like I feel like the continuity comes in like every okay it's basically like uh okay i'll just use the example because it's the most recent thing i've seen the ending of agents of shield basically what happened was they 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 met they're at a moment in time and then they just branched off so it's basically like they're still the same character so it's the, still the same canon but they create another timeline so it's a different continuity. Maybe that's what it is. It's supposed to be like, so like you, you get these writers or whatever, where like they use basically the same character in the comics, but they just go a different direction with it. So it's like, it's still canon to that character specifically. So it's like whatever abilities they end up getting or turmoil that go, they go through on this adventure and, and this person's writing can, can still be used as this character for this character in the future so it can still be in her continuity like if you just want to use this specific version of this character again you can still use what this writer wrote if you wanted to if they were to get like some kind of weird ability that's why you get like some characters that like certain spider-men are stronger than the other ones but they're based they're still peter parker you know what i'm saying yeah i was gonna say maybe that's what it I really think the only difference between the two, I think continuity is more about timeline and time frame. Where Yeah. Yeah. So you can have like the first hundred issues of a comic book. All of that's canon. And then another hundred issues. So the first two hundred issues are still canon. But then another writer comes in and piggybacks only off of the first one hundred. So now that's a new continuity that involves the first hundred issues and then issues three hundred through two through to four hundred. It just skips the entire 200, if that makes any sense. Like, I think that's how continuity works. It's more about timelines and time frames than canon being actual facts and events that actually happen. Going back to that, uh, <laughs> what you were saying about, like, the My Hero movie and things like that, uh, do y'all think it, like, is something less valuable in a story? Because, like, a, like an anime, for example, like Naruto, <clears throat> the filler in there, you think uh, the filler is just less meaningful? Because typically, like, I guess in the case of anime, specifically, like, it's an adaptation of manga. And so the purpose of filler in anime typically is to space things out to give the, the author more time to write the manga so that they can then adapt those chapters in the episodes. But the problem there is that they can't, they have limitations on what kind of stories they can present in those filler because everything basically has to come back to the status quo that it started out as. So it's like the characters don't really change or they'll probably not, won't change. And uh, yeah, I, it'll seem like nothing really happens. So y'all think that those stories are kind of just pointless? I wouldn't say pointless because sometimes and it could help a, uh, a writer add something 
that he was like, oh shit, maybe he should use this if he does one of those things. But the only thing I feel, feel like is dangerous with filler is I personally am okay with filler as long as you, as the person watching it, understand that this is filler. So if this shit does not pop back up in the real storyline, do not get offended. Like, I don't understand why people can't separate the two. People, like, will watch a show and then they'll see filler happening and then they'll, they'll still be like, okay, but he did this in the filler. Or I'm like, bro, that's not, that's not the real story. Like, they were just having fun. Like, you know what I'm saying? So as long as you can separate the two, I feel like it's fine. And I don't think it's pointless, though, because you can still learn something from it. Like, you can get some new perspective on your character. You never know. Yeah, I, I mostly agree. My only difference is that I think it's just that the reason why people, people's aversion of filler is that it's usually not done well. Like, I feel like most filler yeah. try to do something new, not reiterate a point. And that's, I feel like, the biggest problem. If you have a filler where, you know, they get stuck on an island and we'll use you know anime for the prime example because that's the easiest way to do it if in the manga they make it to an island and then they're there for like two days they and then they leave the island to go do something else if in the filler they're there for a week in that week you shouldn't be having them you know run into new new creatures and new this no 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 if there was some trauma that happened in somebody's past just reiterate on it you don't necessarily need to dive into there to have flashbacks and you don't necessarily need all of this new stuff but just reiterate what's already been there. Someone's afraid of dying. Someone's afraid of losing people. Like reiterate those points, and then and do that for the week that they're there on that island, and then move on. I feel like that's the biggest problem with filler is that it is pointless. A lot of filler that comes out is usually pointless, but that doesn't mean it's always going to be pointless. You think though that they can make an arc out of that? They can buy mm-hmm. enough time. Yeah, but that's the thing because I think I wonder. I really want to want to know how soon they know they're gonna get to filler because i feel like if you could see it coming you'd be better off if you knew at chapter one whatever you'd be like all right we're gonna have to slow down and you could start a year ahead of time be like this is the arc we want to write that goes into you know usab wanting to be a man or usab being afraid of this or whatever the fuck in one piece or nami wanting to learn how to do this thing or you know what i mean like or like you could just pick any character and go all right they they're afraid of losing people or whatever right in that filler arc if you just had people disappearing and then you just delve into that person being afraid of losing people i feel like if you saw that coming you could work with that and massage that out and write a solid story real quick nice and tight in that filler and then move on but i feel like that never happens yeah you think too that the um the limitations that i talked about about them not being able to <clears throat> make arcs about certain things might limit what like the quality of it because like character analysis like that would be dope and like uh interesting but if the author is planning to do that and they have a specific way they want it done and then they're like yeah you guys can't in the anime you guys can't do that so mm-hmm. then what does that what does that leave them with in situations like that mm. yeah a whole lot of nothing i guess yeah yeah I feel like <laughs> they definitely should they definitely I don't I don't yeah, I don't know how it is done either in anime, like about how much time ahead that they have uh to like make the filler arc. But shit, I don't even know because <laughs> I guess their 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 whole thing is that they're adapting like a an existing property. Mm. So then if you suddenly ask them to come up with something like original, I don't know if they've got like uh, writers, writers for, that. for that. 
Yeah. Mm. But I don't know. I never that, thought about that. Into it. I, I, yeah, that, I, you just gave me a real epiphany. I never thought about that. Oh, wow. <laughs> you, you just asked a bunch of house painters to go build a house. They don't know what's going on. Like, <laughs> oh man, oh man. All right, yeah, I get it. All right, that makes sense. All right, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Not, huh. not the house page. <laughs> Humble folks. Yeah. What'd you think, Kev? Um, no, I would kind of agree to that to some extent because I would imagine that, um, if we're talking strictly about anime, oh. I think the animation director would probably have some say in like how um, the feather goes because I know they're not supposed to add anything to continuity or add anything that persists to continuity. Like, for example, um, I want to use Naruto again. I didn't really watch this filler, but I think the character Sora, he had like half the nine tails in him or some shit like that or a quarter of the nine tails in him yeah was like he didn't really have the nine tails in him i don't know how it ended but like that seemed to be like a very big arc for filler like a major filler arc where they were playing around with like major characters and by the end of it there's like no mention of him um all the trials and tribulations that i have i think happened in that like 30-ish like episode arc I can't remember how long it was, but it was one of the longer ones in Shippuden. Um, I would say the writing was kind of because they probably don't get writers, but they have to be able to write to some degree because when you're adapting like um, a comic book or a manga to like a screenplay, you have to change some things around. So you would have to have someone to write a script correctly um so that you can get your voice actors to do their thing and stuff like that but that doesn't always mean that the writing will be on par um because and you really think about it just when it comes to anime because i think anime is a really easy way to show what's filler and what's non-filler um or what's canon and non-canon at least for me um because when you look at a lot of the filler or non-canon material there are very very few filler that are written like kind of strongly i heard that maybe like there's a filler in bleach called like the bount arc that was like it wasn't too bad that uh, shit is um, od one of the greatest yeah. greatest fillers ever yeah yeah but uh besides that i can't really think of any fillers that really stand out um because even in some of the longer running anime like one piece um they create sometimes the filler is created literally just to give animators time to animate the i guess the canon content more so it fillers could we usually have like a comedic tone or um they're not very serious and if they are dramatic it's like kind of like soap opera ish or soap opera-esque so I would kind of agree with what you guys said, where I just don't think that the writing, they don't have writers to write like compelling fillers. Cause like, um, they could, they definitely could like explore like interesting things like, um, using Naruto as an example, still you could talk about like why Sakura is the way that she is. 
Um, like, <laughs> what what are her goals like for? Not not like in a bad way, but like, what are her goals like for being a ninja? Or like, you do the same thing with some of like the lesser known people in like class one A. Like, why you can have like um like a filler about Jiro? I think her name is. She's like the girl with the head jacks or whatever. Because there are a lot of cool characters that people like. Like for example, Tokoyami is my favorite, and I would like to know more about like why he wants to be a hero. And why he wants to like learn how to control his darkness for good rather than being a villain, you know. And there, um, I'm trying to. It, it escapes me. I'll probably bring it up later. But I feel like I've seen something that was filler written well, and it might be, could be from the original Full Metal Alchemist, but I don't really remember. I just remember it being like it playing into the canon material really well. Mm. Uh, they they should have you know thinking about like using Sakura as an example that would be a good example of getting to know her better because Kishimoto didn't do it himself so it would have been nice to maybe I don't know maybe if they were like no no one no one's trying to watch an arc about Sakura I think I think that's a hindsight's twenty twenty kind of thing because we like now we know for sure that nothing ever happened with her not really. Whereas at the like, time, like, did Kishimoto not know? That's because if he if he didn't yeah, tell them, yeah. But what I was gonna say was that he could like, like so like like the way that the that fight with what's her name Kaguya goes, or like she's there. So like I don't know if he intended to, and then was like, you know what, people really like Naruto and Sasuke, Sasuke so I'm just gonna stick with them. Like at what point did he bail out of just being like fuck soccer? Like was it really from the jump? <laughs> was it really? Because if so, that's yeah, real sad. <laughs> And that's not I like, mean, <laughs> like honestly, though, it's like, like it seems like I wouldn't like if he did that because like, even as a writer, like you have you set up a whole basis of a ninja team is a group of three, so you should already have in your head that these three niggas are going to be the goats. Like you can't just do that. Like unless unless this sounds so so unfortunate. Unless one of them is a is a plot device and a tool to like show because like when. Sasuke goes through his, his it is and that's why I said it's so unfortunate because I think her purpose was to show the struggle of like watching this team fall apart so we see it from her eyes when Sasuke leaves and that, that shit where he fucking punches her in the gut and then takes off it's like when you think about that moment bro that's real fucked up like that's that's tragic and you can only have that moment because Sakura exists Honestly, too, I don't really think it was a soccer specific problem. He he didn't really seem to be that good at like, like after part one. He just didn't. His supporting cast kind of fell by the wayside. So it may not have been because I saw an interview or something where he was surprised at how much people didn't like Sakura. Like he was genuinely like, "Wow, like I thought she would be received better." So I don't know if I I don't know what the disconnect was between him. Like I don't know what the disconnect is in general between a writer and their audience. I feel like it would be less of a disconnect these days because like technology and whatnot but i guess it depends how much the writers like jacked into things but it because you know he had a hard-on for naruto and sasuke like the whole series so sakura being in such close proximity to them kind of just amplified how much because i mean swap sakura out with lee like do you do we think it would have been that much better 
Yes and no. He was in there, though. He was in there. (laughs) Because, like, so... No, 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 no. Because here's the the thing. The 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 problem is that we saw everybody else's dream or goal, except for, like, a handful of people. Like, well, I, I guess not necessarily true, but, like, Lee, like, had, like, solid motivation, like, wanting to be a ninja who didn't use ninjutsu or genjutsu. Like, fucking Neji wanted to be, like, I'm, uh, like, you know, the shackles of destiny and this, that, and the other. Like, there were people in there who had, like, some real heavy shit that they were dealing with. So it was just that much stranger that Sakura had none of that. I think that's well, she, really... She, she did, though. She had the, uh... I mean, it, it was a pretty weak con. Like, it wasn't that good, but she did have something. And what it kind of... It was, it was, um, I know, I know the first major thing that I remember was her thing with Eno about damn, so being pretty really or whatever. Ah, uh, was, was that it? I hope that wasn't like, it. Cause that's some excellent <laughs> shit. Like Two girls the, first, <laughs> the first thing I remember is when they're in the forest of death and then she has to cut her hair off. Cause she's like, like, yeah, this thing that I love about myself, but like, it doesn't matter. Cause I got to be serious now. And it's like, that's, I guess, but like that didn't. Also, that also didn't go anywhere. She just kept her hair short. Like, it, it didn't... Yeah. So what I was saying, like, uh, was, like, even if you took Lee exactly as he was, and Lee definitely was one of the way stronger, like, stronger as in, like, writing, writing, uh, like, well-written characters, but even if you take him as he was and put him on that team, I don't think it would have... I think the same thing would have happened, or a similar thing. People would put more respect on Lee's name because he's actually done shit. But mm. there's still the problem of like most of Kishimoto's supporting cast just lost relevance. Like that shit yeah. plummeted. Yeah, I agree. It just okay. I, yeah, like I said. I think do it's... you think if like they would have gave Sakura moments like Lee did, we would empathize with her and like her more as a character? Because I honestly think he was. I think it's surprising that he was surprised that we didn't like her. She doesn't get like a lot yeah. of big moments. Mm. Like when I think about her biggest fights, she had one in part one, right. which I want to say was her versus Eno. Yeah, mm-hmm. is the biggest one that I could think of. Mm-hmm. And then she just fought like miscellaneous sound injuries and shit like that. Um, she she helped out a little in the fight with Sasori. Part one. I hate when people say that she was literally a puppet. She didn't do nothing. We're not about to do this right now. (laughs) Part two, the biggest fight that I can think of is what you're saying, which a lot of people like to make that her claim to fame, but it wasn't like she. I don't know. He doesn't ever give women characters like good that's one versus one because that was my biggest flaw with the first part you look at tenten you look at ino you look at sakura uh and then you look at hinata hinata was the only one who like you felt empathy for because she was going up against neji who was like a cruel bastard and she was like really trying her best like she got the most screen time but even then she wasn't like that amazing of a character she wasn't like your Lee's. She wasn't like um, your Sasuke. She wasn't like your Neji's kind of in part one. Like part one Neji, that nigga was actually a good antagonist because mm-hmm. he's such a fucking cocky-ass brat that you want a Naruto to knock his head off. Um, when I think of like myself as a 12-year-old, if I was ever excited to see Eno, um, <laughs> Eno, Sakura, Ten-Ten, 
for Hinata fight. I was kind of eh, a little bit for Hinata. But I think the only character that was a woman that I uh, was excited for in Naruto is probably Tamari. And that was only because she was a bad guy. It wasn't because like she he made her like and then like a compelling villain or anything like that. I was just like, ooh, okay. Like she might do something because she's with Gara and Gara's gang or something like that. But even she fell like by the wayside. So I think yeah. that was like the beginning of like where you could see his flaws of writing characters. And then he did what he did basically to his female cast, to pretty much everyone who wasn't Sasuke and Naruto and a little bit of Kakashi and the rest of the goddamn Uchiha's uh, in part two. Um, but yeah, that's that's just kind of how I felt. So it's like when it came to pretty much like canon material, like things that you can do that were canon, with Naruto being such a big universe, such a big universe, like they're like villages that we only like were slightly named and we never learned about again. Yeah. There's so much more they can do. There's actually, I'm starting to remember, before part two was announced, the fact that we had the seven swordsmen of the mist and we only ever saw Zabuza, and then they introduced, I think, a filler episode towards the tail end of Naruto part one, where we thought we saw, I think we found like another swordsman. Shit like that, where it's like you're playing into the world that someone already created. So you have like a little bit of freedom there, but it, still could potentially be like canon but it's not at the same time because it wasn't made by the creator that to me is good canon where it's mm -hmm. like you're already using the the established rules of the world to be like oh yeah you know what um kishimoto wrote about this but he never explored this he never explored these characters or he never explored this village but like we could do that we could play with those things and i feel like that's what makes good non-canon material mm. Definitely agree with that. I I don't I don't know any series that's like done. Does Hunter does Hunter X Hunter the twenty eleven series have filler? Like made it's like filler no arcs? No filler. There's no filler. The only thing that can be considered filler is the recap episodes, but even that's mm -hmm. not filler it's the recap episodes. Yeah, there would be no need for that to be filler, like it's like you have it already done, so just go ahead. Yeah, like and that that's that show as far as like when I think about it, I'm like, man, that show is so long. And it did it. I'm like, no, that show's pretty lean. It did everything yeah. it does, it does for a reason. Like, yeah. So I don't think it's. And then I feel like also nothing really overstays its welcome, except for like some people told me that Chimera Ant Arc starts off kind of slow, which mm -hmm. I could see. I could definitely see, even though it's one of my favorite arcs. I think that the way things were escalating, I felt. I felt them growing with every episode. Like, everything was there for a reason. I think, like, going back, if I were to take anything of the Chimera arc, I just wouldn't. Mm. But, like, the, the more I'm thinking about it, I'm trying to remember exactly what the, um, the bounce arc was about from Bleach. And I think more than anything, what made it a good arc was that it had nothing to do with the main story. So what they did was, instead, was they tackled, like, a concept. I feel like they were trying to, like... So, cause all right. So, if you don't know anything about Bleach, all you really need to know is that he's basically a um, a a, spe a, <laughs> a spirit detective, <laughs> low key. But like, all he's really doing is like, uh, guiding souls from you know people, dead people, ghosts from the the mortal realm to the afterlife. You know, there are these powers or whatever, whatever. 
the Bound arc was like about these villains who they weren't human and they weren't ghosts so like they were something else and i feel like they really got more into like the fact that they were neither and i feel like if if you could work that in some way shape or form that could be good filler because that way you're not touching any of the characters you're not changing any of the continuity but it can still be interesting using the rules that, that, that have been placed but i don't know like that's a that's a hard thing to try and pull off it's a tricky thing yeah <clears throat> i don't even because i don't know the idea of having to like try to write a filler like i, I wouldn't want to do that like mm-hmm. you know i don't know how much like money i would even take in someone else's because it's basically fan fiction right but it's like yeah. you know you got to try to make it good enough for the people who are watching or reading or whatever the real thing and uh that's, that's a tricky thing but as to canon and continuity bruh I mean, that's, you know, we talked about it. They're way more linked than I than I uh, consciously thought about. Um, they're important, I think. I think. Does anyone here think, I guess, does anyone put them in there for, for a series of whatever medium, TV, movie, games, whatever? Do they think that canon and continuity are in, this might be a hard question, but in their, like, top three things to consider when gauging the... Uh, quality of like sequels or like expansions to a story like if a story hits on its own but it's talking about like oh luke i don't even i can't even think of like a like goku is uh is an luke the prostitute <laughs> yeah some shit like that something wild like if a story is is good on its own but then it's got stuff like that that's canon breaking or continuity breaking does that does that hamper the story's quality for you significantly um no as long as the continuity is told first and for example i want to know what story you're trying to tell me with this character like let me know what you're trying to do with this character let me let me fall in love with this character and then if you feel like you want as the writer if you feel like you want to lay some extra information just to be like all right so this is what this nigga did in his past before he got here or this is what this nigga's doing in the future. You can, but it really doesn't change what the the protagonist did for me in, in that story, if that makes sense. No, so, so, like, so what I'm asking is like, what if like you you've seen like uh you like you watch a season of TV, uh maybe like Adventure Time with Finn and Jake, and you learn something about Finn. Let's say like Finn has blonde hair, right? So he's got blonde hair, you see him take the hat off. And he's got he's got blonde hair. And then in the next season, he takes the hat off at some point and his hair is green. And there's no explanation as to why. This maybe that's not a good example because I feel like Adventure Time could get away with doing shit like that. But just stuff like that's let's say it's a different like creative team that's making the second season. And there's little things like that. Finn has green hair. Jake uh doesn't like pancakes anymore. Uh fucking Princess Bubblegum doesn't isn't smart like she's not as smart as she was before like inconsistencies like that but the story of the second season taken by by itself is still good would would you like still criticize it for not for for breaking the continuity and the canon yeah yeah i think i would just because it just doesn't make sense as a as a human being like you can't just be 
blonde one second and then now you have green hair and don't say anything like you could you could so that's probably weak. But the whole thing about princess bubblegum being dumb like nah you gotta explain that because like it's like she's kind of like the whole reason you know any of that shit's happening so if she's dumb all of a sudden you can't just put that in there and be expected to be okay like i feel like that fucks with the continuity like my my whole thing is keep the continuity consistent as long as that's consistent and you tell your story and then once your story is done then you can start fucking around with a whole bunch of other shit like if you want princess bogan to be dumb after the story you told is over so be it she's dumb now okay it's canon but not while the not while the story's still going on like Finish what you're trying to say first. Keep everything in line with what you're trying to say first before you start trying to think about changing up the qualities of characters and stuff like that. That's my whole thing. Okay. Yeah. For me, because mine is real quick, and then I kind of want to ask Mike a question because based on what he, how he answered. For me, it's just about consistency. The fact that Princess Bubblegum is smart and all of a sudden she's not, for me, it's less about your explanation as to why so much it is about that doesn't seem like princess bubblegum anymore like if that's a defining trait of her that she's smart mm-hmm. her suddenly not being smart is she still really the same person right. and like at what point are your changes changing the person like finn having finn changing his hair color i'm gonna ask the question why is his hair a different color but it's not really gonna change who he is so i could let things like that slide for me it's just more about the consistency and at what point or honestly if it was like finn has different hair color uh, he's taller than he was before, and then you keep changing a lot of things. At some point, I'm gonna say, "All right, well, this just isn't Finn anymore." So what, like, what are we, what are we doing here? I can still take it as a different story and enjoy it, but I'm not gonna, I'm still gonna criticize it for not being consistent. But for Mikey specifically, real quick, it, so you said as long as you tell your story first, you can fuck around after. But then does that change if? So you tell the story of Pencil's Bubblegum being smart and, you know, the world is in the state it's in because, because how smart she is and things she's done. If when you're done telling that story, she just suddenly done dumb for no explanation, are you going to criticize it for that? I mean, if they're trying to, only if they're trying to make another show out of it, if they just say that shit to say it, okay, I don't care. It doesn't really do anything because, but like, they're done like their story's done like it 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 their story needs to be done before you start like like that's why i like the the whole thing that they're doing with the distance land thing they finished adventure time so there's no need for you know finn and jake to be in it no no need to mention them so it's just kind of like they can do fuck around and do whatever it's like you don't you can if if all of a sudden Bimo goes to space and then leaves business bubblegum on on the planet and she's dumb all of a sudden, we don't need to know that. It's not Princess Bubblegum story anymore. It's Bimo's. You know what I'm saying? Like, but, all right, she's dumb. That's cool. But but you said you said we don't need to know that. But what if we do know that? We know that she's dumb and there's no explanation for it. Is that still an issue? Or is it not? That's what I'm saying. We don't need an explanation. Like, just because it happens doesn't need an explanation for it. For me, like, it's no longer her story. She's no longer relevant. So it's not relevant to me. Interesting. It, you know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. just kind of like I that happens because in my in my 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 memory, she will always be the smart princess Bolden. 
Like, if you're never going to show her again, if you're never going to do anything with this chick again, or whatever, you can do whatever the fuck you want. You can say whatever the fuck you want about it. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. But now, if you bring her back up and she's now like a staple, you got to start answering some questions. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. Okay. All right. Okay. I'll accept that answer. That's, uh, that's fine. I'll let it slide this time. I actually just remembered something when it comes to canon and continuity that you can have um, multiple continuities, like with Rick and Morty, um, but all of them are canon, kind of, like in a universe. I realize that it happens a lot in sci-fi, because it technically happens in um, Adventure Time as well, I believe, that they're different iterations of Finn and Jake, kind of like what you're saying where it's like they're still Finn and Jake, but they might be Finn and Jake like in a different or quote-unquote universe, like Fiona Apple is like a different version of Jake, or um, uh, I think like the cat creature at the end is like a different reincarnation of Finn. If I remember correctly, I didn't watch mm-hmm. the entire show, but the same thing can happen um, in Brick and Morty as well, where you can have an endless amount of Ricks doing certain things, doing certain things but what happens in those continuities builds up to the canon even though they're not part of i guess like the main protagonist that they're following or um same thing with canon and continuity sometimes in anthology series like um american horror story if anyone's ever watched that like where for most of the um most of the thing you think that none of the worlds are interconnected but then i think by the time you get to season like seven i didn't watch it that far i think i only got to like four um but by the time you get to season seven you can see how the the world is like really interconnected with one of another where like certain characters played roles in previous seasons that influenced um either certain sex or like uh, foundations and future seasons or past seasons, which I think is really cool for continuity and canon and stuff like that. Um, like for, I guess like if you're trying to tell a universal story rather than like a, a character driven story, that's about like one major protagonist. Okay. So there can be multiple continuities that can add up to one canon. Yeah. Basically. Hmm. Yeah, you just can't do the reverse. Right. Right. Okay, yeah, I can I can get behind that. That makes sense. And there it is. Another episode in the books. Who'd have thought canon and continuity were so intertwined? Anyway, if you like this episode, make sure to follow us on Spotify and rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing this. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at the Neon Black Pod so we hear what you think. You might just get a shout out another episode next week but until then go ahead and check out some of our other episodes oh and remember the most important color in the box is neon black